Church, it's amazing every time to share the word of God with you. God is good. And um, I thought last week, maybe you saw on the newsletter, I was meant to be preaching, but I was preaching in spirit. I was not here. I was in drawback. So I'm glad that you hear my preach very well. But I went for the friend's funeral. His brother died from a car accident in Joburg. It was a very sad story, uh, driving all the way to Joburg and to go for the funeral for... He was about 40 years old. And there was a child in mommy's tummy. And about four or five boys. It was quite a very sad funeral to go to. And you see mommy crying and then you just wonder... What is happening to that baby inside mommy's tummy? It's such an emotional state, but I was so glad that I could go for my friend's support. And I thought I was out of preaching. I'm just going to drive to Joburg. But because whenever you've got the calling, you can't run away from calling. We are called to serve God wherever we go. So I get there. And we had a long drive. We left on Saturday, and we get to Joburg. It was pouring with rain, and the water was maybe half off in the vehicle that we were driving. I never drove in such a scary moment like that when, like, you're trying to hit the steering. It looks like the car is going to the side. You're about to say, thank you, Jesus, take me. (laughs) And... But we eventually get into Soweto, one of the big boards say it's a high crime area. <laughs> so you know you're going to a crime area. That's so nice of the municipality to put those notes boards say high crime area. They're telling us that we're going to the crime. That was very good on that. So we get there and it was a very sad part going with a friend of mine. You see it's very not so good state. They did not have a good relationship with his brother from growing they used to fight and there was no forgiveness there was nothing and it's so sad church when someone got to be buried and we never have a reconciliation we are not born to die and we never forgive to each other we needed to reconcile as the church from South Africa, from everywhere, from within your families. I love the Amanda stories. I hear it. She was a bit upset that they never invited her for Christmas. For goodness sake, I'll be invited. I'll be very angry as well. But if there's a reconciliation within the family, it brings the unity. So there was a sad part talking around and we come there and we see, it was like not a nice moment to be. My friend is a very energized guy. He's very happy. But now you see him is very down. And you want to do something, but you cannot do anything. But I said praying to God that God will restore him again. We arrived there and I was tired driving six to seven to eight hours to Jobek. So we were lost. Like mad, GPS took us into different areas. I think GPS was scared that will be stolen. <laughs> Turn left, there's crime on the side there. 
turn left, but we eventually get to the place. And there was tears when families see each other. There was sadness. There was no hope. You see mom, you see the family, everyone that did not have hope. And the thing is this, when it's not happening to you, you don't deal with the situation. But when it happens to your friend, you started to relate as well. So we get there, and the guys just had a chat, and they tell us, you know, we are short of the pastor. We don't have anyone to preach on this funeral. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I ran away from Sarepta Church. I thought I was not going to minister. And these people, they say they don't have someone to preach. First of all, it's a Sotho area. I could not speak Sotho, I don't know. And they speak Afrikaans. And they corrupted our Zulu, by the way, from Joburg. The Zulu thing, it's like a Fanagalo or something like that. It's such a terrible Zulu. <laughs> and I said, and my friend looks right at me with a big smile. I'm going with the pastor. So you're going to be preaching? I'm like, oh no. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to do this. But the Lord gives you strength. When you want to share his message, he's there for you. So I said, now, I'll take the deal. One thing, if I'm going to be preaching there, what I'll be preaching in? In English or in Sutu? I cannot preach in Sutu. Obviously, I cannot speak Sutu. But I'll speak, preach in English. And they said, no problem. I did not bring my preaching staff, first of all. I'm not saying preaching stuff by dressing code. You, at least this is much preferable. I had my jeans and I have everything around. And then the guys, they looked at me, they're thinking, it's, who is this? <laughs> there are this guy, who is he? And there was bishop coming in with those white collars around, walking, and people come and carry their Bible, and they were sitting down. It was a huge tent. And there comes Bishop Zolane with no white staff. <laughs> Walking in. And everyone already looked at me down. Everyone undermined me. They say, what is he going to say? This job, this Pazulu Natali boy. And I can hear some Sutu people. They said, oh man, look at his hair. Look at his dressing and everything. But I stood up and I minister the word of God. What God says through me, it can touch other people's life. I presented him as my father. I spoke to this crowd where a lot of people, they were convinced, a lot of people left, came to me and they give their life in the funerals. I like funerals because people, they are scared. <laughs> I like funerals because I can say anything I can say in back, and no one was going to follow me because I'll be gone. <laughs> and 
And there were a lot of people came and gave their life. What did I have ministered into their life? And but that is not a part of my preach. Just put on your silhouette, I'm getting there. But just see what God is using me in every area I go. Sometimes it blows me away. I have considered myself as nobody. There is time where I look, I look myself down. And but God will always lift you higher. If we're trying to lift ourselves higher, this is not going to work, church. We need to let them take that moment and lift us higher. We need to dwell in his weight. I have a few people from the conference went to PE. I don't know if they shared about the conference, but I want to share this little moment. I get there every time when I go to the conferences, I came back and fully on fire again. And then a couple of two weeks, I don't know how many, let's be Christian here. How many of you go to the conferences and then you are full on fire and then the next two weeks, problems comes again? But for me, I tell you that conference that I went there, I'm still on fire even now. He has done something. It has changed me so much to realize it that you, we need people that will actually boost you up sometimes. It was a heroic conference. They were talking about the people. We see people who are heroes around here. Yeah, we actually, it's famous people. But there are people who have done something in your life here on earth. I'm Zolane as Zolane, as a guy coming from six years old and from where I am and standing in front of you, there are people who have impacted in my life the way I am now. Jesus is phoning. I want to acknowledge those people. I want you as well to go back home and realize that you never walk this chain by yourself. There are people, there are spiritual fathers, there are spiritual mothers who have been around with you. When you're trying to fall at peace, there are people who have stepped in and said, Zolane, we will come and we'll spend our time, we'll spend the money, we'll spend the resources. We'll come and help you. Today I want you to remember there are people that we consider them nobody. The people, we undermine them. Sometimes we don't see the importance of them, but they have changed. The reason I am the believer, someone took their time to tell me about the gospel. I want to take a little bit of story and share about those people. Alan Blackman, I was the West Oak around here at Sarepta Church. Maybe if anyone knows me, I meant to go to England but that plan of God did not work. I ended up staying and stuck at the church where I ended up staying there. That little house there. It's a small house. 
And I remember all the time, because I was lost, I could do all sort of things. I would drink to death, so I'm trying to bring myself, my identity. I lost my family members. I lost everyone. I thought, this is, will bring joy. A couple of beers, and then I was so good of actually making people together. I'll call all the friends so we can make a party in a church. Forgive me. Alan will come while we're having a good party because the neighbors there have called because I'm busting a lot of sound. He'll come and shout at me and say, Solani, what are you doing? He will be mad. I don't care I'm drunk. I'm vulnerable. I'm saying the things are never becoming perfect. But by the grace of God, I'm standing here because of other people. I look at that. I said, Alan could have the right to say that I'm not going to serve with Zolani because he was a bad boy. I'm standing with him around and I go and minister and people, they say that I said, I'm with Alan. And then they look and say, there's two black men around. But that makes me realize it. There's a saying in Zulu, there is no place to draw someone. There's no way we can say, because we are a bit of a nonsense, we needed to chuck you away. But what we do, we embrace you, we tell you how much God loves you. He did that. Even the worse and the messy I am, but he wanted to welcome me and tell them about the grace of God. Jonathan Leach, oh my goodness. <laughs> I came here, Sarepta could not even understand what is he preaching about because he's a fool of a British accent. But that man is a spiritual father in this church. That man brings wisdom in everybody around. Those are heroes. He's dressing so ugly. <laughs> So terrible. The way you do things, you don't see anything but are the people that we acknowledge them here in this place. We need to give thanks to people like that. We need to know these people, they took the movement of Sarepta. They took the time of saying that we will stand and do the work of the Lord. I remember the chain of becoming a pastor. Eileen Crowhurst will sit around and tell me and said, I believe in you, Zolan. I believe you that you can do this. I see your heart. And I'll go back and and say, No, I cannot do this. This is terrible. I don't like to deal with people. I'm not a pastor. People, they just got full of their stories. Things that charms me. I don't want to do this. I'll study the word of God with Eileen. 
And then there will be time, me and Mandy, where you go back and you realize this is why it took someone to remind me every time that I am called. At the conference, we'll be reminded that what are we doing? We're doing a very important job. Don't underestimate me as a pastor. I'm doing a highly big job. I want to say this. Henry Tankel Monica was a guy. Peter Wilde, there are the people who did not become a pastor to me, but they showed me who to be a man. I'm the man because of them. The way I am serving now is because they told me how to serve. They were so humble. They will go in the value where they know they can be marked and robbed anytime. But they all took that opportunity to say, you know what? We'll do this for Christ. Peter Wally was a, I remember when we, there was a youth, maybe there was me and Anthony around on other time, but there was a youth, and we were so scared of the soldiers in a young age because we'll, we never see soldier in our life. And Peter Wall came and t- taught us about how to be in the armor of God. I'll never forget that moment. I'm not talking about the past because... I'm feeling sorry for myself, but I'm talking about the things that have impacted in your life before. Something where you can go back and say, you know what? Because there are people who have done such things like that, what would stop me to do it again? I don't know what I will be with my wife, without my wife. I am bad as Zolani, but she still loves me the way I am. She still feeds me. She still takes care of me. As the family, the ministry begins at home. I want to encourage you as well as the church. The ministry begins at home. If the families have been attacked... And even in the work era, the enemy wants to take those little places. The enemy wants to fight with the families. The enemies want to fight with your working colleagues. Resist the devil and tell the devil you've got no place amongst my family. I want to speak this. I want to dedicate this. We needed to pray for our work eras and, and say this will be a holy place for you, God. From your families. Don't let devil have a lot of time in your families than more than Jesus. Let Jesus sit in your families than the time of the devil. Every time when I walk in the door of my house, I tell the devil, go away because I'm inviting Jesus to be in this house. So funny, when you come to Sarepta as well, I say that it's a church place, but I tell the devil to resist to go. Who said devil is not around here? Devil is around as well. He wants to do something amongst the church people. 
Let's resist him. We allow, we declare this place as the Lord's place. This is a holy place. It's got no hold in anybody's life. I want to look at this scripture. It reminds me again. From time to time. When you look at your newsletter at Ephesians 3 verse 20. I want to read it because when you look around everyone and every people, the people that have been here for you, it keeps me going. It's my favorite scripture. And I live on it. I wake up and meditate on it. Because when you meditate in the word of the, God, of the Lord, there is nothing. Thank you. Now to him, who is able to do immeasurable more than all we ask. Or imagine, according to his power, that is our work within us. To him be glory in the church as the Christ Jesus through all the generation forever and ever and amen. Men, God is laughing your thoughts now. What are you thinking? He said, these people, they are dreaming very small. He's looking at you and he's thinking your thoughts. And I know we have those thoughts that we don't really, really... Sometimes I always laugh at my thoughts. What I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, God is looking at Zolan and said, Zolan, you're thinking about how you're going to be able to pay the school fees, but for me, I don't care. Those thoughts are nothing to you. Me, I will be able to maybe provide for your school fees for your kids. And he said, according to his power, Man, I have a strong power. It's, it's measured with God. Here. Let's stop dreaming small, church. Let's not think less of ourselves. What comes out in your mouth, it says who you are. Speak something that is a reality. Speak something good about your church. There are people, as I go back, they've done it, and they're still working on their journey. Some of them, we lost them. They are no longer with us. But they've actually spoke it, and they've do it. Let's be the word of doers, and do it as well. I may as well as use this while we have here. Because some people, they're thinking, what's going on? Why we have this? Oh, yes! Thank you, Jesus. What is this, church? How many of you are asking yourself a lot of questions about your life? How many of you have so much thoughts and you imagine, and, but you have this question? I've, I've asked myself sometimes, I don't know what I'm doing here on earth. 
Sometimes I've heard something on conference that really strikes me. How many of you, let's, let's be serious, nobody's here. Today everyone they be at Mashova Shova. Do you actually really sometimes believe this thing about gospel? Is it true enough? I, I have that. Uh, you think you are holy. Look at you guys. You don't raise up your hands. I had that moment when I just don't believe this thing. Ask someone next to you why you come to church. Just ask someone and ask them. And, and that, I just want you to ask that moment. Why do you come to church? Ask them. You don't, you don't want to ask each other. You're scared. Give them a response. Why do you come to church? If anyone, give, give, if, if you've got a response, you can have. If you have a response, if you don't have a response, it's okay. Your wife tells you too. Okay? Some people, they come here because the worship is nice. Some people, they come here because it's a fellowship thing. Some people, they have no option because their mother and their dad, they told them to come too. Some people, they come because I have nothing to do on Sunday. I'm glad you come because I can preach to you guys. But we have questions. We have questions. And that question thing, it struck me when I was on the plane. And then I was sitting to this guy. And this guy was reading that book. And that book, it says... And that's why I'll go to that scripture. I'll ask Alex to read that scriptures by step by step. And then I'll explain to you. Because I've realized in this ad we have questions. Why life is so tough? Why my family are not doing well? Why there's so much divorce? And this guy was sitting to... It's, I was on the plane. Thank you for those who actually made me able to fly to PE. It was a very great moment sitting on the plane. Thank you so much. Otherwise, if we don't have this answer, we may shut this church and leave it. I'm done with the building. We may leave it. If there's no need to answer the questions, we can shut down the buildings and leave it. Or maybe we don't do this church thing for a VMA. VMI or something for a TV or for entertainment. We do it for the reason. I'm brutal. Fine. I can preach anything and then you can guys do whatever. It's fine. I can run away and go to White Bank. You cannot find me there. <laughs> but I want us to leave this place. Why do we do this thing called a church? And maybe your purpose. Why are you here on earth? So this guy is reading this book, say, and I saw the topic, it say, what do you want for your life? Hmm. I was very interested. As Zolani could not stop talking, as my wife said so. I started asking this oak, very like a businessman, I look at him and I said, oh, wow, it's a very interesting book that you're reading. He said, yeah, 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 he's got no time for me. I'm just causing him a big problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's a book, it's very good, but it's about da-da-da-da-da, so and so. I don't know who is the author of the book, but I've just saw, what do you want for your life? I said, oh, very interesting. 
And then eventually he saw that oh, I'm, I'm really irritating him. Let me, okay, let me start entertaining this little orc who's causing problem. I said, who you are? <laughs> I said, I'm Zolani. I said, what do you do? Mm, I'm afraid to say that I'm a pastor. <laughs> and I could not say that because I have a lot of experience when I say I'm a pastor, people, they laugh. Really? <laughs> they also all sort of things. He said, I said, guess what, what, guess what I am, what do I do for life? He said, oh, you look like a soccer player. <laughs> I look like a soccer player. Said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, thank you for a compliment. I'm very worse even on the soccer playing. I understand. No, I'm the worst. I get to be picked last time in the church league, guys. Can you believe it? In the church league, everyone, they, the good players, they will be picked. And then they said, oh, maybe about Fundis, they will say, okay, yeah, come, come. When they are sick. And then, I, and then I said, yeah, I'm a pastor. But what strikes me, when we were landing at PE, we had all conversations, and one of the things, that's why I've got this question that I could not answer, but today I have figured it out, and that this is the way I will actually share it with you. He said, why do people come to church? I had no answer what to answer that. I feel so embarrassed as the pastor. I knew we come to fellowship here. I know we come to be in counter. I know it's a family thing. But I had no specific answer. I wanted to have something that would actually be nailing it straight. I said, brother, I have no idea why people come to church. But I will tell you when I figured it out. Because when you're honest and don't try to say something that you don't know, people, they actually respect you more. The plane was about to land. P.E., it was windy. Oh, okay. (laughs) And the plane was shaking. I've never been on the plane shaking like that. Because I'm a believer, I'm ready to go with Jesus anytime. (laughs) It was okay. So this guy sitting next to me, he said, Hey, Mpundis, pray now. <laughs> I said, no, it's okay, no problem. I'll be praying. Thank you, Jesus, we're about to die. No, no, no. <laughs> Not that kind of a prayer. <laughs> we don't want that prayer. So the plane could not land, so the plane took another turn and then come back again. So we eventually landed <laughs> at the end. And then we come up, we're talking, we're having all this conversation. Love you, I was so happy. And but, and I could not answer that question. Could you please read that scripture? Hello? Oh, there we go. It's Mark chapter 10 from verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This man was blind. All he wants to do is to see. 
How many people have said this? You just have to come and see. How many people have said that? Just come and see. There's a power in something that you can see. This man was blind. He took his opportunity to step in and say, I'm not going to sit down as I am blind. I'll actually, what is not working? It was my eyes, but his feet was working. As, as usual, people, when you read that, that scripture, I like it because some people, when you read it, people, they say, oh, no, no, shut up. Don't say anything. When you have a vision, there will be people say, shut up. Don't talk. And, but when the miracle was about to happen, because someone was walking in the town, the person that is the healer, someone that will actually make the blindness see and the deaf can hear, and the people that could not walk, and the dead people who raised them up. This man took an opportunity. He said, I wanted to come and see. Don't just sit there. Sit there and don't do anything. Take that moment and said, I will never sit down because I know someone who's a healer, someone who's walking into my town who will come and heal me. So they tell him, shut up, don't, don't. I know, like people don't say, no, it's not going to happen. This guy is not going to help. But Jesus took the creator of something, of anything. He said, I will stand and wait for just one person. We might be a crowd here, but I don't know who I am preaching to. I might be preaching to a one person. Jesus stand and said, I will stand for that one miracle for that person. So he can see. I love the, I've, I've read this verse so many times. But the one part that everyone gets to be excited when we're preaching about it is that people, they say that this man could see. But for me, that's not makes me excited. What makes me excited that he took the step and he took the step of faith to come to that person. When he came to that person, he grabbed on it. He said, I wanted to see. After he see, and then Jesus said, you are healed. And after that, follow me. Follow me. Guys, it's not about coming and, f- and see. Sometimes we are selfish, wanting for our own. But what happened? That man, Bartimaeus, he wanted to see for his own, but he has seen something more. He walked with Christ for wherever he's doing his miracle. To see, it was good for him, but to follow him, it was more way behind. Tell people, come and see what God is doing in my life, in your life. Excuse my writing. It's bad. It's bad. I actually am doing uh, English classes uh, with an amazing lady. So my spelling, if it's wrong, she will shout at me on the class day. It starts here, church. It says, what God can do for you. What God can do for you. But I want to wrap it out here. I want to put through. 
what God can do through you. Through you, young man sitting at the back there. Through Emma, what God can do through this church. Through no man. Through Neil. Because this is how we're going to figure out what is the church like. God can start doing something through us. But it's beginning it from you. This thing, I was going to preach it at the beginning of the year, but the Lord told me, you must preach it now because I'm tired of people saying, we cannot end. This 2018 was very terrible. Let it finish. Who told you that? God, because it's in your life now. It's a beginning of your life now. Today. Let's stop that we are tired of the year. Let's be the visionary people and see what God can do. God has used other people that we know of when walking in the earth, besides of realizing about Jesus, what God can do through you. And I came back to that man. I told the same thing. I said, I'm thinking people, they come because they have seen what is happening at Sarepta. They've seen the love. They've seen the family thing. They've seen the journey that we have done. But I want to say it again. Let's not try to figure this thing in our own. Let God do it through us. Everybody here, I want to pray. I want to pray that we can take the step of being those people again that have been mentioning their names. That we say that we, we I'm tired of say, coming to funerals and then start to cry and tell how much Milen she was, how awesome she was. No, I want to have that moment where I would preach about the gospel. Yeah. We need to speak something while people, they are alive. Because they are dead, they cannot hear it anymore. But I want to ask the church to stand up. And I want to want you to pray that the Lord helps you to see what God can do through you. I want you to allow Him to use you wherever you go. I have no gold, I have no silver, I have nothing. But God is using me as well. But I want you to allow you, God, to be in work. Maybe you have tired. There's so many things that are happening in your family. Maybe some of you actually are the victim of the cancer, but today you are relieved in Jesus' name. I want us, God, that to see when there's a miracle coming to happen, that blind man did not just sit down. He actually stopped all those voices they were telling him not to. He actually said, I'm not going to stop and I will just go and do that miracle that is happening. I want to pray. Holy Spirit, we allow you, Jesus. We allow you, Lord. Baba yanda siyandara. Oh, God. 
if you are tired of life, if things are not very well, if things are not looking okay, anything for finances, come up in the front. We, as a team, we'll pray for you. If you see things are blind, you see things are not seen the way you want them to be seen, come, we'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. You have it all, Lord. Father, we allow you in this morning. We allow you, Lord, that we may see. That we may see what you're doing in our lives. Jesus, we allow you, Lord. Holy Spirit wants you to touch in everybody here in front. And Lord, I even pray for the church right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, come. You're the Lord of Restorer. You have it all, God. Thank you, Lord. May we leave this place. We may not leave this place. I thank you that your word will never fall anywhere, but your word will fall in someone's heart. I pray for the seed over this life. You are worthy of all, Jesus. Oh, Sumagate, I thank you. I thank you that you are the changing agent. You are the changing agent. You are the one changed life. Lord, you even changed their hardened life. I pray those who don't know you, Lord, that may be changed and know how much you loved us, Lord. I pray, Lord, for the people that they are struggling with forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. I ask you that you soft their hearts and, Lord, they may see there is more than they Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you, Lord. We trust you in this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.